Hello. We're recording. Yeah, why not? It's a dynamic duo when we back again Other rappers DJ have been a packet In your lacking sense Trying to tangle with us Scoop up a big black boobies In the back of the bus Just smacking you up And it's stealing your lunch Money to search You better feel it just a touch Only by the end of the day That's understandable What can I say? We got a strong man to be Mind you, mind you Spice it, Brian Curtis, I know, I know you're not a, not a fan of the Green, the green Podcast uh, Network, but I'm not the, the Green Blog, no. But I mean, Brian Curtis is good. Uh, so his his media podcast, him and um, Dave Shoemaker for a while had b- books that you had in your bookcase behind you in a in a podcast interview that you probably almost certainly had never read, and though you would just. You know, because Shoemaker used to work in the publishing industry as well. So, mm. he's like, oh, you know, and he's like, and there's a, and then they had a second class of books was books you've been told about so many times. You know, you've been told about enough and the bits about the plot are in the media enough that you, at some stage, just cro- cross over into thinking that you've read the book, but you've never actually read the book. And you could probably so, have so a- So, The Great Gatsby, yeah. once you've seen the movie of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could probably have a pretty yeah. good approximation of the plot, and, you know, enough to so, hold a conversation Sid at a party. Lowe, fr- Sid Lowe, the Guardian uh, Spanish football writer, he's also appear- he, he appears regularly on ESPN's soccer show, ESPN FC, and his- bookcase has Easter eggs hidden in it. Like, you'll have all these books about, you know, European and Spanish football and history, like the Spanish Civil War and this sort of stuff. But every so, even in the bookcase, there'll be, like, blank spines that he, he sort of puts little in-jokes and digs at the other people on the panel and, yeah. you know, sarcastic references to what's going on. And it's uh, it's, a, it's a really nice touch. I think he's do- don't think he's doing as much as he used to, but it was, it was always quite good. Well, where should we begin this week? Do we have a sports podcast? No, Is there enough? No, no, definitely we, not. Why don't we? Could always try. We could always try. We, we actually the one um, thing I, we've I, got the option. We've got the option, which is just like LeBron does uh, at the end of next year. Yeah, we've got the option to continue or not to. Look, the the, the fascinating one I thought this week was the uh, South Africa England series where. Uh, like, okay, so I'll posit this to you, right? So, they have turned up and said, we're not here for baseball. Yeah. We like playing boring cricket slowly and then proceeded to bowl England out for 165 <laughs> with Rabada piping it sideways. Yeah. And then, and then England were like, well, you're just about to pass our score, so we better put a fifth slip in and no one fought mm. of, no one fought of the ball, so all you have to do is tap the ball Ford of Square, and you're going to get three or four runs. Um, I, like, I actually really enjoy it. Like, why bother going for a draw? Let's let's try and win games. And you know, you're gonna yeah. lo- you're gonna lose some games doing it, but you might get into the habit of winning games too. Yeah, I think, I think it's it's better to die a hero than to live a coward. And I think Ben Stokes and Baz McCullum both are, are prescribed to that to that worldview. Yeah. Then again, so many of the South Africans. So the idea that they were upset about the idea of baseball just seemed preposterous. Oh, I think it's more. It's, it's more the the more hype. branding. Yeah, and the branding. And to be fair, McCullum hates the branding. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody likes the branding. But you got to. Ha- it's it's just. 
yeah, it's interesting that the the touches on that the state of origin touches on, and everyone plays the same style. And I, I do wonder whether if it had a really boring ass name for the style, that, that there might be a little bit more uh, push to to break out of it. <laughs> but it, it's it doesn't really have a name, but. You know, it's been wanted to give it one. Bezo Ball. Bezo. I created this really boring style. And- <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I did help create elements of it, <laughs> but unfortunately, it's just been refined and refined and refined, and now everybody plays that way, which is not the way I enjoy coaching. But um, yeah, I'll- syllabus ball. Yeah, syllabus ball. That's probably it. Uh, anyway, um, but. I will insist that we try and talk about NBA or NBA podcast. Mm-hmm. When did LeBron James turn into LeVar Ball? <laughs> well, All I'm hearing about is, is he's trying to get his, his decent, but probably not a, a superhero son, a, a, a new job. Mm. He's basically he's a bit like every other fail, you know. He's he's trying to lo- lo- get Lachlan Murdoch a gig kind of thing. Just get your you know moderately talented fail son uh, a jo- a job in your family business. Well, to take the to take the ball analogy even further, it's the second kid that's the good one, right? Yes. So I mean, it's not that it's not that Lonzo's a, f- a complete flop. But. No, but but Bronny's like a six. What is he six two and he, he's yeah. about he's about he's about the fiftieth ranked um, prospect in his in his year. As, as, but what's interesting as um, Amin and Tom on on the the, the uh, basketball podcast they do for Levitard, uh basketball Illuminati, as they were saying, it, it's that he hasn't received any college offers, mm. uh, and that and for anybody in the top one hundred, that's incredibly rare. It's like everybody already knows that something else is afoot, and you're better off not even wasting your time. To be to be fair, a Taco Bell advert has won and has won the MVP two years running so oh but it's it, now it's it's not they're not not giving you an offer because they don't think he's any good they're not giving him an offer because they know he's going straight to the fucking g league oh he's gonna right. be he's gonna do what what scoot scoot henderson yeah i think is the kid's name i think he's gonna do what he's doing he's going straight skipping his final year of high school and going to the to going to the g league ignite and the, the i think one of the reasons lebron has got the one plus one is that that frees him up in case um, they change the rules about eligibility, and you can come in a year earlier. Yeah, because Le- because LeBron, the Bronny won't be old enough if 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 the age limit is nineteen uh, at the end of next year, I think, unless they change it to eighteen, which is something they are considering. The thing is, too, if you've been around NBA teams all your life, like those kids have, wouldn't you find going to college extremely amateur hour? Like, yeah. The, the amount that they're allowed to train, like at least if you go to a G League team, like a Christian school camp. Yeah, at least if you go to the 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 G League, if you go to the Ignite, you're going to train like a professional. Now the quality of the yeah. player is not going to be as high, but you are going to train and do everything that he's used to doing. And in, in fact, he's probably got a leg up on all of those guys because he's been around all yeah. those, um, you know, all those structures and preparations. He's seen how it's Sierra done. Canyon and all that kind of shit. Yeah. I did wonder why, though, with the way the rules have changed around NBA teams, you know how we're getting billionaires going and buying soccer teams in lower leagues and sort of trying to push them up, you know, like yeah. inject money into them. 
Well, well that was more because Ryan Reynolds had a TV show to make. Uh, yeah, I don't actually. I, I, I'm not. I'm not as cynical about that as as other people seem to be. No, uh, he, he literally said that. He literally said, "We're buying this so we can make a TV show." About yeah, it. but, but, there, but like, if, if you're injecting money into a football club, like, isn't isn't that just a, like a a more novel way of getting sponsorship? Like, I got no problem. Like, what would you rather? Would you rather have Saudi oil money <laughs> or Ryan Reynolds selling a Netflix show? I know which one I'd ra- like yeah, as, as exactly a fan, right. but morally, I'm a lot, I'm a lot happier with Ryan Reynolds. Um, no, but yeah. uh, but why couldn't ex NBA players do this with mid level college teams? Like, if you were, uh, you know, you like buy you- a college, I don't think you could do that. No, you can't buy a college, but you could buy a team with recruitment, right? With NIL deals, you could pay decent players to go and play for your crappy mid-tier college. Just you just pay but them through NIL. That when actual, but why would you do that when actual billionaires are doing that? Like people who have got much more money than you, and that's kind of what's going on in in a lot of these places. Is that you know billionaire alumni are. Are funding all these things as they always did. They were always the boosters mm. that did the under the table stuff, and now they're doing it in a much more upfront kind of way. There is a big debate about that. That one of the kid quarterbacks that um, had a car crash, like got an NIL deal for five hundred grand, had a car crash, and is basically not going to play football anymore. It's too risky, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know this," and it's like, "No, no, this is exactly why you pay." These guys want to get paid as quickly as possible because this sort of stuff can happen, and then mm. they don't have a career. They don't. They don't get to um, cash in on their on their athletic talents because they've got to do what, how how many years do um, NFL guys have to do four four years of college? They normally yeah they have to do they have to do more years. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty ridiculous, but you know, it's it's. The, the- I can sort of understand it in that you're getting hit very hard and your body needs to be more mature to get hit very hard. I just don't like that while mm. they're paying the le- while they're playing the uh, essentially the the Q cup of the NFL, they're getting nothing. I don't mm. like that at all. Yeah, while well, they're still getting hit at about the same rate. Yeah, I guess so. Like they're still getting hit by very big humans, right? Um yeah. Yeah, you can still plenty of su- plenty of those concussive and subconcussive hits. That happened at high school and college level, mm. uh, and yet the NFL has, has never been more popular. So it's just not—it's just not slowing it down. Like the, the NBA is extremely nervous about the fact that co- uh, Christmas Day is on a Sunday, and therefore the, the NFL are entirely and you know morally and legally entitled to stick plenty of games on there. They're actually only putting three games on Christmas Day, but it really—it's—it's it's still going to—they're still going to definitely outrate the. Um, not not to come over a Ethan fucking Sherwood Strauss. But they'll definitely outrate the, the Christmas Day games and it's going to it's gonna make them, you know, a bit squirmy when it comes to the next uh T V deal. I mean you can't compete with with NFL. It's it's a it's a game designed for television. Yeah, and, and it's a limited resource, right? Like you know, yes. like if 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 I if there's a really good NBA game on and I miss it, I'm not that phased because there'll be another really good NBA yeah. game on Tomorrow, it's game or the seven. Next- yeah. yeah, yeah, but like a, a, yeah. as a regular season product, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, well, yeah but, the scarcity but- is what it works. But you, and and the idea that you could then artificially create scarcity in the basketball by reducing the number of games, um, as suggested by a lot of smart people, you know, your Anovitzes and your, your Habistros, that's an incredibly brave risk to take, which I, I don't see them taking. 
uh, even though you know on paper it should improve their market value but if it doesn't they've just you know i don't know whether voluntarily themselves i don't know necessarily whether it's the scarcity of the games it's more that in the nfl you can't just cruise through a section of the season right because there's you know a section of the season is 25 percent whereas you can quite easily cruise yeah. through a month of the NBA, <laughs> you know, because you'll- you can, you can cruise through until fucking all-star all break yeah. in some cases. Yeah, like- Cru- Cruise through to the trade deadline. Um, but I mean, the other I mean, the other thing that, that has NFL has in its favour is um, is the the gambling, mm. uh, which is, you know, the, it was always much more mature around, around football. And also the fantasy thing. I mean, fantasy football is massive as well. In a way that you know, fantasy basketball, because there's just so many fucking games, you know, it's impossible to, to really play in the same kind of way. So, I got a, cu- a couple of football questions for you. I've been listening to um, another Ringer podcast, which will make you happy. But the, there's a, a really funny. What's the guy's name? It's not. It's not another Brian. But anyway, he's doing 22 goals, 22. You know, for the for the 22nd World Cup, World Cup goals, and it's sort of like this exploration of. Not not just the goal, but the player and football history. So, what do you have a a concept of the best year a player has ever had? Because you know a player's not like you know it's not just well like football's such a multiple arena sport. You know you've got your club stuff, and then you've got Champions League, and then you've got Euros, and then you've got World Cups, like what? What's the greatest year a footballer's ever had, where he's just like you know creamed everything and and just you know dominated for a whole year, like won a World Cup or won a Euro or or you know won won a a club champion and a Premier and a and a Champions League. Like, is there a a, defi- <laughs> a definitive answer to that question? I mean, that was the, the immediate reaction would be something like a one of the messy. Ballon d'Or years, but the thing is, he never had. He's, the, he's never had an international had the year. International, f- yeah. yeah. Well, he, he they finally won a Copper America, um, but you know he's well past his best. I mean, you'd almost go for some, maybe Zidane's two thousand and two. Yeah, because didn't he win? Capped by the ridiculous sh- goal. I don't yeah. know what that that was. The, that was the ridiculous uh, winner yeah. in the um, the Champions League final. S- still. I, Still, my fav- I would have to favorite goal I've ever watched, was, ever watched live. I think I would have to check to see whether whether that was also a year that they won the um, won the league and whether he won the Ballon d'Or. I had a feeling he actually didn't play that particularly well in the lead up to that. But um, yeah, I'm and not- that and that was just before a World Cup too. And I don't think he played that well in the World Cup because I remember no, being- no, they sucked in that World Cup. Yeah, they were horrible. They went out. They went out in the because um, they were reigning champions and European champions, and they went out. They got beaten by. Notoriously, the team they called France B, the um, the Senegalese team, most of whom played in French football, so, and they got they got sent home very very quickly. Like the reason I asked, that's, that's actually a really good question. That asked this is because the second the second episode was about. So the first episode was Maradona. The second episode was Ronaldo, and it, it, it's interesting because he was sort of a figure from my peak interest in football, but it just sounds like he never had. A good stretch of two or three years, like he he'd be awesome, and then he'd tear something in part. <laughs> he'd be awesome, and then he'd tear yeah, something apart. Yeah. Well, with 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 old Ronaldo, with with um, Ronaldo yeah, yeah, Nazario, that's right. yeah, yeah, Brazilian Ronaldo, not, uh, he not Christian. So in two thousand and two, he he carried Brazil to that World Cup win, 
But that was off the back of effectively two years out of the game yeah. uh, of being injured. Um, and he, he never he was never quite the same player. He certainly wasn't as quick when he came back. Well, that's that's, um, what, that's what this pod was saying was when he came back, he was yeah. as, as smart, but he didn't have that explosive speed and, and just pure athleticism that he had before that. So, no. so he had the success. He's a smarter footballer, though. Definitely a smarter footballer. Had the, had the success then, but wasn't like god mode you know and and the the, mm. the theory what he was trying to say was we sort of got robbed of never having you know the god mode athleticism of just being able to do what no one else could do plus the smartness of being an older footballer like you never got those two things meshing together so maradona's 86 87 where he won the world cup in 86 and then uh in 86 87 his napoli team won for the first time in a billion years and almost exclusively due to him um you could also i mean i because i'm i'm biased and, and i'm an old romantic i, I would pro- probably say possibly roberto baggio's 94 um although he, he wasn't the event shirt for quite a bit of that see, see the other thing is too like you could probably have an awesome international world cup and your team not win the World Cup simply because the rest of the team wasn't up to it. Like, Oh, yeah, Badger's 94. He yeah. literally dragged them there himself. Which is, you know, like one of the, the fascinating things about Messi is, is he not good enough or is his team just routinely average and and he just doesn't perform as well in an average team? Like, I think there's a lot of all of that sort of stuff. But the thing is that it's a, that Argentine team is never short of talent. It's just that they seem to all... I just get the impression they're all fucking terribly coached, like really badly coached. <laughs> Which is just terrible, isn't it? At, it's such a waste. national level. It's yeah. it's a waste. I mean, they had – I mean, literally Maradona was the coach for one of these these runs, and he's a, he was a random fucking all coked up lunatic. Yeah. And they didn't do any worse with him. So that kind of tells you that <laughs> the general level of, of Argentine national team coaching is not high. Yeah. Even though they get guys like um, Sal Pauli and you know, various other dudes who are actually pretty good on paper, mm. just did not does not work out at all. It's a shame Australia missed their chance to win the Copper America because they were actually invited to play the last one. Because Copper America, because they have an odd number of teams, yeah, have that. They've got like nine teams, so they always invite a couple. Like and, and they invited the uh, Qatar and they invited Australia just to make up the numbers. Um, but in the end, that was in COVID time, so they didn't actually. They couldn't oh, make it across, which couldn't is a get shame. to play. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that would be cool. Like to, to say, oh, I paid in a Copa mm. America, um, particularly if you win it. That would have been ironic. <laughs> and I would win Copa America. Well, but we play in, in Asia now. Are they allowed to make the final? Because, like, you know, the, the Philippines have been invited to a few comps like that, and it's like, well, you can play the round games, but you're not eligible for the finals. <laughs> No, well, you know, well, th- th- there's official ways of doing that, and there's unofficial yeah. ways of doing that. Mm. It's like VAR, what's that? <laughs> yes, that's all right. This is dodgy as um, the fucking as the Spurs equaliser in the um, in the Chelsea game on the, on the last weekend. Uh, sh- shall we finish off with a bit of Australian uh, football? And by football, I mean rugby league, rugby union, and AFL coach talk. I mean code. Just absolute baffling moves in coaching ranks in in all sports. So Essendon sacked their coach because they thought there was a chance. Well, they haven't sacked him yet. 
Oh, have they not actually sacked? Yeah, no, no, they have. They've no. sacked Rutten, haven't they? No, because they literally. I saw a thing saying, you know, they'll decide on his on his future after round something else. And I was like, what? Hang on. Oh, basically, we're getting about to give his job to somebody else. No, it still hasn't happened. They still haven't given James fucking Heard. I can't believe James Heard is getting retreated. Well, that'd be like Stephen Dank. That'd be like. Well, the thing is that all of Fox Sports tries to keeps trying to get Shane Flanagan another job. The the Cronulla coach when they were on the fucking Stephen Dank gear. Ah, it, it's like these people have got no fucking morals whatsoever. Ah, uh, they haven't. Oh, like, I thought they'd actually sacked him. So they're they're openly so they're openly courting a new coach, but not. Oh my, that's even worse. That's way worse. Can you blame? <sighs> Uh, Alistair Clarkson, the former former Hawthorne guy, who's who's who basically had the choice between Essendon and North Melbourne. Can mm. you blame him for going, for saying no? I think I'll go and play for the basket because North Melbourne are a basket case and have been for an extremely long time. But yeah, but they're not uh, Essendon. At least, at least they're not Essendon. <laughs> and then over in rugby league, it's like, well, rugby league. It's like, oh, Trent Barrett is being courted. <laughs> what say what now? <laughs> like the 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 why war- why why. Well, it's, it's the dreamy eyes. It's just the eyes. That's the only reason. The Walker brothers literally could not pay anyone to hire them as coaches now. I realise that their time might have passed. But, like, the Walker brothers now are, like, shorthand for coaches that might coach differently to the norm in the NRL. Like Coaches uh, that might that might get a board sacked. That's the problem. Nobody wants to be no, Coaches that might get a director of football sacked. And then, but I, th- I, re- I was really disappointed that the the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors have got a pretty good guy in this Andrew Webster, not not the league journal, one of the Penrith um, assistants. But there was a suggestion that uh, the Walker boys had essentially just offered themselves on a, on a one plus one. Yeah, you know, it, with with the team with the option in the team's favour. So that's like, you know, we we make the eight or we, or we pack up and go home. Um, and if you can't get in there, I mean. I wouldn't mind seeing them at a place like Newcastle because Newcastle or, or the Gold Coast, these busted ass teams with no fucking idea. Mm. They, what have they got to lose? Even even St George, you know, there's plenty of teams down the ass end of, of the rugby league who have got who you know they're already playing badly enough that they they're going to get their <laughs> the senior football brains fired anyway. So why not have a fucking crack? Yeah, yeah, and then. You know, we, we have ex-Australian coaches all over Rugby Union doing really well while our Rugby Union side's still crap, which sort of points the finger at we're better at making coaches than players, I guess. I don't yeah. know. But, I mean, if, if you want to talk about a, a team that used to be good at rugby mm. and it's suddenly randomly, inexplicably crap, I believe I'm sitting in it. So, yeah, how's that going? It, like, is that sort of playing out in two? well! Really yeah. not well. Oh, so, oh, so and the, the the best part is so so the All Blacks have been losing to fucking everyone. They, Ireland came over and they beat they got beaten by Ireland and they lost this and they lost that. And the best part is that the NZRU is still behaving as though it's 1987 and the only sport that New Zealand cares about is rugby union. And they had the temerity to get upset with the coverage they were getting from the press and the and the heat they were getting from fans. And the, you know it was, it was like. <laughs> Just the incredible fucking sanctimony and, and self-delusion to think that they, how important they were. But, um, yeah, Ian Foster doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, and um, and they're not playing particularly good football. Like. And the, well, the other problem is that there is a, a very charismatic, um, youth-friendly coach in the, the coach of the Canterbury team. Yeah. 
um, Scott Robinson, Ray, Ray Robinson, uh, who, you know, there's a very, there's a big groundswell of support behind him getting the gig, but Ian Foster uh, is the um, is the conservative kind of hierarchy pick. Yeah, he's, he's the one the bosses like, so they're yep. going to stick by that. And I think I think that's going to be the case. But, it, um, it, it sounds oh, like my my one of my assistant coaches ha- has this little saying. He's he's a you know a walking fridge magnet, but like, and the funny thing is, I've just seen this repeated in workforces and sporting teams uh, again and again and again. But he's like, culture is something that you have to work on every day, right? Yeah. Y- you can have a really good culture and it can be fucking destroyed in five minutes. It, you, like, what you've it, described there is tissue culture it, in it, a research lab. It's the same shit. You have, to, you have to work on it every day. You have to passage the cells. Yeah. And uh, they can, it can get infected and go to shit instantly. Yeah. Someone so it's, forgets it's, to turn the incubator back on. Just because you've had 20 or 30 years of amazing culture and amazing teams doesn't mean that it's automatically going to keep going. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's automatically going to be relevant for the next generation of, of kids who come through too. Yeah. Because what worked in 1987 is not going to work in 2022. It's awesome to draw on, right? If you're a coach and you have all that culture, all that history to draw on, it makes your job easier, no doubt. But you also have to build the culture in in the present. And you can't just sit back and go, we were fucking awesome for for years. You guys should be awesome. You still have to build that with the players that are there. Yeah, you have Um, to get them to buy in, yeah. uh, I just find it it hilarious. uh, what one more boring, absolutely boring thing about cricket is it looks like my newfound enjoyment of the Australian Test cricket team is going to go down the ass because all we are doing for the next three or four years is playing India, England, <laughs> India, England. Holy! Well, I understand. Fuck. I understand it's mostly England and then more England. They're going to play twenty tests against England and twenty tests against people who are not England. Fucking hell! It's like I really, no, but, you know. It- for as long, you know, if it's baseball, at least there'll be short test yeah, matches. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. But like, I, I really enjoyed the the in, uh, the Pakistan and Sri Lanka tours. That was they were fucking ace. I, I was genuinely yeah, disappointed. But nobody else did, and they don't sell, and they're yeah. just trying to they're just trying to keep the fucking lights on. I guess so. But yeah, like, so I actually, uh, the final word did a really good job of explaining it a lot better in that. When you have, can't wait to hear their take on Essendon. (laughs) (laughs) When you some punish involved there. When you have India tour, India the Indian television networks pay a lot of money to broadcast India in Australia. When the West Indies tour, you get nothing. In fact, you probably you, you probably get less than nothing. So. And, and the same you with might England. You have to pay, pay the production cost and then yeah. you know, it might find an owner. So, so Sky or the BBC will pay huge amounts of money to, to, to broadcast the Ashes. Where Now, the interesting thing was India have just paid a shitload of money for all non-Australian uh, – all, sorry, all non-Indian Australian content because of the IPL. The Australian test team is incredibly popular in India. It's like the second best thing you can have. So yeah. Disney, I think, ponied up a huge amount of money for all the tests. Like Australia and Pakistan plays really well in India. So Australia's well, actually- yeah, it's like 
<laughs> can you can you bash up my worst enemy for me, please? Yeah, the yeah. man in orange. Yeah, man in yellow. Yeah. yeah. So, so that, my enemy is your friend, sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, they get they're getting they're getting good money, which is I, I just find like it, it's just there's always another layer, I guess, is the thing. Well, I guess the, I mean, given that the BBL is going to lose the the two twenty wars. Uh, because oh, ha- because has, I think partly lost. because cricket Australia was just too pig headed to release the fucking their control over the over the franchises um, to the and, point where they just you know they're they're going to get left behind. And they also want it to run for nineteen months. <laughs> well, they need the content, but the thing is that what they really need is is a television partner who isn't trying to fuck them. Hmm. I mean, Jesus, do you remember back when they they you know that the, there was a, a ten deal and a, and a seven deal and. For whatever under the table reasons, they went for the the seven deal, even though the ten deal was probably more money. Uh, and and now seven have done nothing but try and fuck them every every single turn, trying to get out of it legally at least twice. Yeah, you think Jesus, that was a bad call. There was a there was a real fork in the road, and they got absolutely forked by it. Oh uh, dear. All right, Doc. We got a sports podcast. That's not too bad. I think I think that counts as a sports board. That, that, that covers us. That covers us at least until September. It's been it's been a nuclear winter of NBA content. I have to say, like I was looking at it today, going, "It's been the first off season for years, though." It I mean, has. It's, it, it's been. It, nuts. It's been. It's been a three sixty five day a year league because of the you know since um, since the restart in the bubble mm. uh, essentially in in twenty twenty. Um, there hasn't been, a, 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 and there's still plenty of stories kicking around. It's just that none of them are like there's nothing. I think has changed. I mean, Kevin Durant still is chucking his toys and wants to be moved out of Nashville, even though he well, has no trade value that's that's worth the the, the return. And uh, and the, the Nets owner is not going to f- not going to fire the bad men who don't like him well, um, j- just to make him feel better. Well, I think too, like what you've pointed out is really true, but in a more even in a more basic level, in that. The, the back room of the NBA haven't had a break for like two years. And yeah, they've all fuck- everybody is on holiday. Yeah, everyone's fucked off because this is the first opportunity they have had to have a holiday for a very long time. And yeah. every- everyone's away. No one's picking up the phone except probably yes. Maury. Maury's probably still yeah. still trying Brian to- Windhorst. Yeah. That's not at all. <laughs> He's still waving his fingers in the air. I know. What just, are they doing? I'm just- Unless it's no dunks that, that actively go out of their way, a bit like us, to talk about everything else but basketball on their basketball podcast. Uh, well, they now, they now have a Formula One podcast, a baseball podcast, podcast. I'm not listening a podcast to those. which basically assesses whether things are things. Is this a thing, basically? I think it might have been a, a, a segment from their old TV show. <laughs> Skeets in the last one was like... I hope you guys just skip over that whole section because that's what I've been doing about every every Kevin Durant segment on yes. every other podcast. That was exactly so- right. There's at least the Kevin Durant section. You know, you, I'd expect you to have skipped it because I would have skipped it too. Because there's nothing to say. It's it's just more of the same shit. Yeah. Until he actually goes somewhere or doesn't go somewhere. Yeah. Um, we're not doing anything. All right. Let's uh, let's recharge and talk about a somewhat popular musician. All right. See ya. Cheers, man. Gary has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs>